Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Mystery to Me podcast. I'm Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And we love movies and television shows with a whiff of mystery. Mystery to Me will feature us riffing on murder mysteries, film noir, cozy detective stories, police procedurals, psychological thrillers, legal dramas, tales of teen sleuths, and more. Once we're done yucking it up about whatever we've just seen, we'll serve up our five-star final takes on whether it's worth your time. If you're offended by silliness, profanity, political asides, canine-related interruptions, and losers laughing at their own bad jokes, beware. Also note that some of the stories we'll be talking about are pretty dark, and in some cases exceptionally badly written. So content warning for murder, violence, suicide, torture, rape, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, and bigotry. If there's a movie or show you'd like for us to talk about, email us at mysterytomepodcast at gmail.com. Our show's take on genre is pretty loosey-goosey. So as long as your suggestion has some dash of mystery, we're interested in hearing about it. Spoiler alert! We're going to be discussing the entirety of this show or movie, spoilers and all. So if you want to be surprised... Press pause, go watch the thing, then join us for the show. Now that you've heard our spiel, go ahead and polish off those magnifying glasses and slip into your favorite trench coat. Let's get mysterious. So, Anya, what did we watch? (laughs) Well, Kevin, we just watched the pilot episode of Police Woman. Called The End Game. This is the show from the 70s starring uh, the heartthrob uh, Angie Dickinson. 
Uh, some people say this is supposed to be Gerald Ford's favorite TV program. Yeah, fucking tracks. Jesus Christ. Famous failed president Gerald Ford, the only president of the United States to never win a national election. Also to pardon his corrupt predecessor. So it makes sense that this fucking disaster. Didn't you get pardoned by your successor at the flat hat? <laughs> yeah, my college newspaper, they had to. No, I, I've never been pardoned for shit. And I've also never enjoyed this level of bad television. You know? What? I don't know. This is this is not like a guilty pleasure show. This is like a at least this episode. Uh yeah, maybe maybe it maybe it found its own. Maybe we're judging the pilot too harshly. But I I'm just wondering as as audience members, you know, Kevin and I usually have kind of a silly jokey bullshit banter. But maybe we could just take a, a really humorless and dour look at the issues, but not like have anything to say about them, just be kind of talking about them and just kind of going on and on and on without any momentum or structure. Or Isn't that why we do this program? I'm, we know we don't do that. We're silly on this program. Oh, okay. We're okay. stupid, but we're silly. We're. F I mean, I'd like to think, I'd like to think some of us have some fun here, but this, this show, I thought it was going to be like 70s camp, fun, all over the you, place. You were hoping, you had your fingers crossed for like Charlie's Angels. Yes, because you know what? Charlie's Angels, is it good? No. Is it is it great art? No, not at all. Is it fun? Yeah, you can watch it and you're like, all right, they're kind of going around, they're kicking some ass. Like there's a there's a plot, you know, the, the things are happening and they're going places and doing things. A lot of this just felt like people sitting around in boring spaces talking. So I want to say that I looked up the IMDb review, and it mentioned one of the reviews mentioned. That this uh, policewoman actually got its start as an episode of the anthology series Police Story. And it said on Police Story, one of Angie Dickinson's police co-workers was played by what the reviewer described as a badly miscast Burt Convy. And you don't remember who Burt Convy is, no, do you? No, no idea. You know him best uh, as uh, the host of Tattletales, the game show. Oh, lo I, love that show. Weirdly a badly, enough. a badly miscast game show host. That sounds intriguing. I'd love that. That'd be so we much better up. than what we just saw. We fucked up. We should have watched that because we just watched this because it's on like some DVD we got of like seventies cop show pilots. So this was our own laziness coming to bite us in the ass. But that sounds fun. And I guess I thought it would be something more in lines with that. Like maybe some darkness, some seriousness, some light comedy, a lot of things aging poorly, but still kind of like a brisk pacing. And darkness is fine. Fine. I, I think Kojak often did some dark episodes, but the acting and the writing there created a world you believed in and you cared about yeah i believe that kojak is a kind of a kind of a flamboyant interesting detective in 1970s new york as the city is experiencing a dramatic crime wave and lots of crazy shits happening and telly savellas has such a like a gravitas and like a weight and like a charisma that you're like yes i'm in i buy it this was just like I mean, they, I, I don't know, I don't know Miss Dickinson from, from anything else. So I'm kind of, they didn't really seem to give her that much to do. 
it di- like it didn't seem like I was getting a real sense of her character other than that she was upset by almost everything which frankly I kind of I think in another setting I would find refreshing as opposed to going the opposite way of just making her really jaded yeah maybe it would be interesting to see somebody who's kind of bringing a sensitivity to the to the role of being a policewoman but I mean it just kind of almost became comical because it would be like oh no we got some parking tickets while we're on the stakeout and she's like crying like I mean it's like Every five seconds, she's crying. Anya, she she cries because one of her colleagues dies in her arms. Don't you have a heart? I guess I just felt it was poorly handled because she's freaking out about it. And then all her male co-workers are kind of acting like, uh, whatever, you get used to it. And so it just felt like a real dissonance between, like, the world and her as a character. No, no. I, I alluded to somebody dying her arms that's a colleague of hers. And this gets to, I didn't really follow a lot of this story. Uh, maybe some of that was because, I don't know. I'm sure it's entirely my fault. I'm sure it's because you weren't paying attention and loudly proclaiming that the whole time. So the show begins, there's a man driving down the street waving a $20 bill which I guess was his way of attracting a prostitute, which I guess was his way of attracting a sex worker. Is that what that was? I guess that that was what I got that to be. And then we cut, and that seems to be totally irrelevant to anything that happens Anything next. that happens later. So then we see Angela Dickinson riding in a car with somebody, and then she's talking with people riding in another car, and I'm not clear what they're doing, but then there's shots fired, and they go to the scene where the shots are fired and suddenly everybody's firing shots and a guy tries to get away and he gets shot. And in the crossfire, a police officer is shot and he dies in Angie Dickinson's arms. And, and the only, now, were yeah. these, was this connected to, was this? No, it was not connected. That was not connected to the main, the main plot, which I, as far as I can tell, which was about bank robbers. Was it about bank robbers? Because they also they were they, there was kidnapping, there was rape, there was rape, there was child endangerment, there was lots of bad acting. Uh, so that that had nothing to do with anything. That was just in there for fun. That was just in there for shits and giggles, and and it felt like, and this is why it annoyed me. It's not it's it's okay that she's crying because this young cop died in her arms, but it just seemed to be in there to be like, oh, look how sensitive she is and like how jaded these other cops are. But it it wasn't really establishing any sort of interesting dynamic or showing that, you know, she, I mean, I guess it could have been like establishing her as like, she's getting, she's a more caring person. She's holding this guy as as he dies, but it just, without knowing the character, it it, would, why, why choose this as the introduction to this woman who, you know, the novelty in the seventies is like, there's not a lot of women on the police force at this point. She's doing something different. What does she bring to it as a woman? What does she, what challenges is she overcoming? And they just kind of chose to opening it up where she's just kind of a passive bystander cradling somebody. I don't know. It just kind of felt weird to me. It felt off. Maybe it's something that would have worked later in the series after we get to know her. Maybe we, yes. get, maybe we get to know the police officer who dies in her arms. Yeah, maybe just establish him as a beat cop side character. And then later on, he dies in her arms and actually means something. But opening with this, it was like, what? Who are these people? What the fuck is going on? And then, uh, so he dies in her arms. She gets his blood on her. She goes back to the police department. She goes into her office. She opens up a filing cabinet. And as she cries, she takes out some alcohol. Honestly relatable. But, you know, I mean, not not the dying part, just the going to booze to 
medicate your problems. Anyways. Uh, and, then, and then one of her colleagues comes and says, hey, you got blood on your clothes. You better change that. <laughs> Isn't our work fun? <laughs> what a day. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I And I, at this point, was like, I would love it if every time something slightly bad happened, the woman starts crying. <laughs> just like, Women cops, am I right? I mean, like that's what the, felt like the show was kind of, felt like the show was almost kind of like, yeah, this is this is what happens. I don't know. Maybe it, it's like I don't like it when when shows are like, oh, this woman's tough as nails and she has no emotions, and you know, it's like that. That's like overcorrecting. But then this seemed to be undercorrecting. So basically, what you're saying is you're never satisfied. Yes, just like a woman. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Well, you're the you're the one. I mean, you're apparently the big you're the big policewoman fan here because you're defending some of these creative choices. So. That's the albatross around your neck. So then we cut to a group of people rob a bank. And on their way out of robbing the bank, they shoot somebody. And then we cut from that to a very angry, irritable old white man is standing in the middle of the police station just being really unhappy. And honestly, I think that was both of our favorite characters because he seems pissed off. He doesn't want to be there. He's sweaty. He's angry. And I think that's how we felt watching this program. And then they take out, I think this was when they did this, they take out what is ostensibly images culled from security footage from the bank during the robbery. And these Pictures that they show of the robbers are like carefully posed headshots. <laughs> These robbers must be actors. <laughs> He's like, there's a professional photographer there uh, taking lovely shots of all of these people. Is that how it works? Yes. <laughs> all, the, all the hip bank robbers are doing it that so way. So if we want to get like good headshots to use from this podcast. Just knock we... over the local Wells Fargo. That's what we do. Just kidding, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, don't do that. Um. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. Just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And then it becomes really bleak because uh, they take, yeah, they take a hostage. And you're kind of like, okay. You know, some, sometimes a good, sometimes a good cop show they introduce a villain for or like a villainous crew for an episode and they're 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 at least written or played in a distinctive way where you kind of feel like wow they're really unpredictable or i know exactly what they're gonna do and it's not gonna be good and you can kind of get a sense of them and then they the show plays with your expectations or ramps up the suspense but this is not that kind of show this is not that kind of episode these bad guys are just gonna do bad guy things for whatever. I mean, it's kind of the equivalent, like, if, if I went into, like, uh, you know, do white-collar fraud and then also, you know, sent some mail bombs. I mean, like, why is this connected? And and I, I, I still don't know why they did half of these things. So, so <laughs> this person they, they kidnap is a woman, and the angry old man police officer says... Uh, they probably deep sixed her, and that really confused you. I just I've heard the term, but I I, I always thought it was it sounds it sounds like a more modern term than like the seventies. I don't know. So I was so surprised. You, so you thought it was like a, a hip modern term? <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured it was, and hearing the seventies cop chief saying it just kind of blew my mind. Twenty three skidoo. That's what the, that's what the kids are saying today. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the kids are saying. Um, Let's go out and shoot a grape. It, what the fuck? That sounds like a slang Are term, you doesn't high? it? Doesn't that sound like a slang term? Someone might say a piece of yeah, slang. A piece of slang. <laughs> what? what? The kids on the streets—they're uh, talking about going out and shooting a grape. Yeah, you're gonna go like, oh, hey, local teens, would you like a new piece of slang? <laughs> Are you making that fun sounds, of my advocacy wrong. work? That sounds fucking. That sounds my like, mentoring. Yeah. You, we need to put a stop to that. Jesus Christ. I, yeah. And, and then, okay, like, this is, like, this show. I mean, like, they, they kill this old woman who's a teller. They kidnap another teller. Turns out later that... Well, no, no, let's, 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 let's. Okay, let's. we're going to let that... So, so they kidnap... We're going to let that lie. They kidnap this, this lady teller, uh, this young lady teller, and they don't deep six her, so there's no need to worry about that. But they push her out of this car, and she's taken to the hospital, and Angie Dickinson and a couple of the male cops are talking to her and, and this lady uh, victims like, oh, yeah, they were fine to me. Nothing. No complaints here. Uh, and uh, Angie Dickinson says, hey, 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 let's wait a minute. Fellas, why don't you step out? And then the, the guy step out and she goes up to the, uh, the kidnapped victim says, hey, you were raped, weren't you? And you saw the face of the man who did it. Did you consider that? But well, you take over. No, no. What, what, what were you go? Where were you going for there? It was an odd scene. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable. She didn't. Uh, Angie Dickinson didn't really seem to be especially empathetic. I think we're if, if I've if I've been assaulted in some way that's embarrassed me to the extent that I'm not going to tell police about it. And then Angie Dickinson just sends someone else out of the room and just says, hey, 
what happened, Kevin? I'm not going to say, oh, you're right. You got me. They were trying to write her as empathetic, you could tell. But I think it's like this is before they really knew how to have conversations about crimes like that, at least in this show, or at least in a widespread way. Felt like I almost saw this as like a proto-Olivia Benson moment, where it's like you have the very sympathetic, empathetic female police officer. Who Who is this Olivia Benson you speak of? Of SVU fame. So she Riska Hargitay herself. Yes, she's she's the female lead on that show, who's known for being very empathetic and caring, and very good at talking to people and getting them to share what horrible thing happened to them in a sex crime. So this and no matter matter what flaws that show has, that character is very empathetic and very believable. I believe if Olivia Benson came and talked to anybody who had something bad happen to them, they would confide it in her. Yeah, and she's played well, and the character's been established like that for years. This felt like they were trying to go for that, but they kind of made the questions and the, the approach a little bit too pointed. You know, it was a little bit... It didn't work for it me. It didn't work. It was too aggressive. So it didn't, it didn't do it. And frankly, it just kind of felt like, I don't know, it just kind of felt like a cheap ploy of like oh more horror against women to add to it's not bad enough it's bad it's not bad enough that they murdered a teller they have to you know it, it just i don't kidnap know. and rape a woman yeah it felt unneeded i think if you're going to do a story involving sexual assault make sure that, that assault is integral to the plot and make sure you handle it in a sensitive and caring way. Yeah, this didn't feel sensitive at all. And it also wasn't really integral to the plot. It was just tossed in. So these bank robbers, uh, they also rape people. Uh, they also terrorize kids. So talk about that. Yeah, as if the fun, you know, couldn't stop there. Then the next scene, they're they're running up to these kids in a yard and grabbing the kids, and then they're taking the family hostage, and then you find out that the dad is a bank manager. So you're like, oh my god! And then you see him going to get you know the briefcase of money, and you know his colleagues joking, ha ha! I know Mary wants a new house, but you know <laughs> this isn't the way. It's like, oh my god! And this just this scene just stressed me out. I don't know. I don't know about you, but this scene like was like, oh god! Like this kids involved. And I've seen that the show can kind of kind of going off the rails. I think in another show, or maybe if they'd focused on like one family dealing with this, maybe that could have been suspenseful. But it's like they tried to do way too much here, in my opinion. And again, I don't really know why you go with this evil bank crew episode to start off as the pilot. It feels like it doesn't really... What about this is specific to Angie Dickinson's character, Sergeant Pepper's, uh, you know, like, you know, or her Lonely Hearts Club band. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she gets by with a little help from her friends. That's all we can say. Uh, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> Just another day in the life. <laughs> and the lovely over. Rita meter maid. <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> I haven't listened to that album in like thirty years, so. I'm yeah are you impressed or buttering I'm just yeah. embarrassed for you um and the yeah so it doesn't really feel like it doesn't really feel like uh it's really tailored to this character and that makes it a little bit confusing because you would think like okay the show's about her she's really carrying the thing and it just kind of feels like she's just there almost in her own show but yeah so I think you're right it, it's overstuffed why not do an episode about uh this character interacting with a woman who is a victim of a violent rape. 
why not make that the focus of the episode? Or why not focus uh, the episode on she has to catch this gang of bank robbers? Or why not do an episode on a person who she's trying to stop them? They've kidnapped uh, a family. Just do one of those. Yeah, one of those feels like enough. You know, and, and, and you can kind of have a tight story, a tight plot, and it's suspenseful because we grow to care about, oh, fuck, I hope the dad in the family doesn't get murdered because he's, you know, been taken away to do the bank thing. Like, you can, and and then we and then we go from there, and then you can see her dealing with the crisis. But it's all together, and it just feels like you're kind of, it's honestly hard to follow. The plotting is hard to follow. And also somehow fairness, slow. You, you weren't really paying attention either. I was paying attention longer than you were. So then uh, they notice, oh, one of these people had a chip from a casino. Let's all go to Las Vegas. And they go to Las Vegas and they meet uh, an injured dog. Because, again, it was a little bit too peppy and fun earlier. Now suddenly we're watching a German shepherd with a bandaged paw limping around crying after his owner is killed in a shootout. What the hell, policewoman? I, 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 okay, kids, you know, people getting raped, people getting murdered, people getting held hostage, kids being in danger, and now we're having an injured dog? Are you fucking kidding me? Then even that could have had some more uh, emotional impact if you, you spent more time on it. Let's see this guy with the dog. Because they, they, they were all sad. They, oh, I guess he just came here to be with his dog. And it's like, okay, maybe you could, maybe you're, that's an interesting point to say, like, he's a bank robber, he's a bad guy, but maybe he's not, like, like a complete monster, as long as he's not the guy who was the rapist. It's like, I, you could set, like, but it's just, they just glance over everything. But can we talk about another tragedy here? Okay, let's talk about another tragedy. So, there's a character who's named, like, some dumb name, and, like, he's got this mustache, he's got this kind of, like, weird look, he's always dressed in, like, a very overly... 70s way and you're like this guy's gonna be doing punchlines and doing catchphrases and he's gonna be the embarrassing comic relief whose don't jokes don't land in the in you know in the 2020s but but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be silly can't be fun i'm looking at him i'm like you are you are gonna save this show and he doesn't have any like there's no comedy I mean, the only the funniest thing about him is he's wearing a bedazzled denim hat that looks like it matches policewoman's bizarre denim studded business suit situation. She, as you said, she looks like she's dressed like Liberace. He's wearing the matching hat. That's the only funny thing he did. Um, I was disappointed in that character in particular. I thought he was going to be silly. And this show could have used that. So then they come back from Las Vegas and apparently the plan they, they hatch to unravel this mystery and to capture these miscreants who are getting dogs injured and raping women and robbing banks and kidnapping families and endangering kids. Let, let's go undercover at different banks and hope that that bank we're undercover in is the one that they decide to show up and rob. Now, did I miss something there? Uh, we at that point we were kind of zoned out, so we may have missed some sort of like narrowing down the banks. But I mean, it it does seem kind of like a scattershot approach of, and also, no, not you might be thinking, well, maybe it does make sense to split up and cover different banks. He didn't say split up; they're all in the same bank. They're all like doing a bank day, where they the cops are all working at this one bank. 
And one of the bank, uh, a member of the robbery gang happens to be an African-American woman. And so there is a scene where they're undercover where an African-American woman comes into the bank and it's like played is suspenseful. Oh, it's an African-American woman yeah, that coming in, coming into a bank. Very racist. <laughs> she must be up to no good. You know, all these cops eyeing her. And she's just there to you know, transact some business and get on with her day. And it's like everyone else in the crew is white. So, I mean, what, like, you know, like, why aren't they looking at anybody else? So, yeah, that was, that was troubling. Yeah, that was, that, that did, that did not age well. Ends in a shootout. And then it ends, and that's it. I mean, this well, was... Well, you, you were upset. You actually... I was so happy this was over. You said, Kevin, we need to go back and rewind. So why don't you tell people why you made us do that? Because she's crying again at the end. The policewoman's crying again. She had the shootout with the robbers. She kills the the woman robber, who, the black woman robber. Uh, there's a white woman robber, there's several white guy robbers, and then there's a black lady who's also in the robbery gang. And she, she shoots her, and then she's, like, shaken and near tears again at the end. And I, for some reason, thought maybe one of the tellers got killed as well, but it's just she's upset for, you know, shooting this woman. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, it would be bad if she was kind of like, yay, great, you know. But it just, the whole thing just felt so disjointed. It actually was hard to follow, even when we were in the beginning paying attention. Because it just felt like... It felt like a good story, a good a good police procedure, like, builds on itself, and we're seeing things happening. And this just felt like it would be, like, one step forward, two steps back. Like, we have no, like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why I'm supposed to care about any of these characters. I don't I don't really know what they bring to the table. Uh, it's called Police Woman, but it really seems to be more about the police team, which is fine, but it's, I don't know. There's not, this pilot didn't really give an indication of why the show was so successful. I I have to imagine maybe there was some pilot messiness or some, maybe they ultimately grew into a formula that worked. I, I, I certainly think that's possible, but I don't really see a glimmer of that in what we watched. Didn't uh, Dick Loudon, the character played by Bob Newhart on the classic TV sitcom Newhart, wasn't he a fan of Police Woman? Sounds like a lot of middle-aged guys really love Police Woman. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, this, I'd, I've heard references to the show. I've heard references to how sexy Angie Dickinson is supposed to be on the show. This was the first time I ever saw an episode of the show. I'm a middle-aged man, so. And what does this middle-aged man say? I didn't enjoy a second of it. I, I would have been happy to stop watching like 10 minutes in. But before I could suggest that, you said you said something like, yeah, this is awful. I want to see where it's going. <laughs> I thought for sure they're going to, policewoman's going to get it together. She's going to get her shit together and do something. And that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Well, I guess all there is to say is that I regret watching this episode of Policewoman to the bitter end. Thanks for listening this week. I'd like to give a special thanks to Kevin T. Greenley, who's no relation to me. He's the guy that composed the great music for this podcast, and you can find him on the web at kevintg.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mystery to me. That's mystery underscore to underscore me underscore. 
and at Mystery to Me Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always send us recommendations and feedback of any kind at mystery to me podcast at gmail.com. We're not teens setting up Hotmail accounts in the early 2000s, so all of those spell out two as T-O. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much for, for listening. listening.